Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ends With Z. I'm Juan Fernandez along with Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe. Uh, we continue our digital disruption conversation here in the month of May and Cecile. Part two is what we're talking about today and we have so much and I'm talking so much to unpack here. That's right. When we started thinking of how we were going to tackle such a broad mm-hmm. subject, something that when you really start thinking about it, it's, it's you just start going down that rabbit hole of all no the kidding. things that yeah. social media or even just screen time, how m- much we're connected mm-hmm. and um, ever present in front mm-hmm. of some type of a screen. And so it was, it was a bit of a process to think about how do we tackle it? What are the important pieces that we want to talk about? Why do we want to mm-hmm. talk about them? And I think one of the things we really settled on, which I think is really important, is how it's affecting our personal life, our professional Mm -hmm. life, and how we engage as humans. And we cannot have this conversation with first talking about how it's affecting kids. Right. And, and, you know, there's the good and bad in everything. We're not here to, um, you know, crucify um, social media because there is a lot of great things that come from it. It's funny you mentioned about screen time uh, earlier this week. I've got my weekly notification mm-hmm. about how much screen time I've been on, which, Ooh, from, which from the what? Apple um, oh. smartphone does to you. And it said my screen time was up 24% from the wow. week before. And you know what? It kind of bummed me out. Why? I was I was a little disappointed in myself because I was wondering, wait a second, where's this coming from? And there's actually a way to track what you spend the most time on. Is it messages to other people? Mm-hmm. Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it listening to music or whatnot? Anyways... It so was what up, was it? and I wasn't excited. It was messaging. It was just staying on top of things and messaging, and um, yeah. Well, you know, I, it's funny that we immediately have to say we're we're not calling it out as a negative thing. Right. We're not. It we automatically get defensive about it, which mm-hmm. which again, and a lot of our listeners will right. Yes, a lot of people of are, are fans of of, of social media. They're on it all the time. I I, I mentioned last time. First thing I do when I wake up is mm-hmm. is grab the phone. A lot of people start their day you and, the rest and end of their the day. On yeah. social media. So, yeah, for our listeners out there, we're trying to, you know, unpack a lot of things, but do it in a way that um, we think is beneficial to everyone. So that right? we understand, so that we can make smarter choices. Right. Because that exactly. is what we, mm-hmm. that, that is the reason why we started this podcast is to share our personal experiences. We all three are gravitated to not just going through life mindlessly mm-hmm. but to always think why am i doing this awareness right yes, that's what we're absolutely. all about is awareness aware. and intent mm-hmm. and so the fact that we react almost um defensively mm-hmm. um, i think it's is part of what one of the underlying effects of social media what it is doing to us as people we are mm-hmm. getting to a point where it is almost in my opinion uh, acceptable for us to not have the patience or tolerance to be able to talk to anybody if they are not of our same opinion. It's sending down mm-hmm. us down rabbit holes of information that is just consuming the same diet yeah. based on the algorithms that are running mm-hmm. behind that I keep sending you down this rabbit hole. So sure. if our listeners have that immediate reaction, that is part of the reason why we need to stop and think about what is our digital diet and why do we need a little bit of detox? Just mm-hmm. like a popular way to eat is to give yourself this intermittent fasting or be mindful, it's the same thing. What you're consuming is what's filling your life. And speaking of digital detox, Cecile, a recent study by the University of Bath in England found that taking a break from social media for as little as a week can reduce depression and anxiety. It makes sense, right? 
And there's hundreds of those mm-hmm. studies uh, from Harvard University to Stanford University to every major institution, not only mm-hmm. in the U.S., but globally. And, and, and listen, I, I know that every older generation, which we are now part of that, mm-hmm. has always been fearful of the new technological advances, the new cool things yeah. that are in the market. Sean, uh, our uh, EP, was saying that's how we felt about television and it's true the kids are spending Mm -hmm. too much time in front of tv and we know that as early as 2002 and 2010 people are already saying hey we're seeing some changes in behavior of of kids because that's when social media started to really kick in because they were spending more and more and more time Mm -hmm. away from um from being kids, playing outside, being in nature, playing sports, engaging with each other, just hanging out, yeah. even adults. So well, I know just my nephews, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They were born uh, from 2010 on, and this is where this new generation alpha mm-hmm. kicks off. These are these are people born 2010 and later who will always have and all have always had um, social media in their Digital. life at one point or another. I've introduced, as I mentioned in our last podcast. Uh, to my nephew, um, I introduced him to my iPhone through Angry Birds, and he took to that like yeah. like nobody's business. They, they don't understand. They they yeah. don't. These kids don't even have books in school anymore. They, everything is mm-hmm. on a on an iPad. So the question then becomes again for us is not to say that we are against it because it certainly has made Correct. people's lives better. It has saved lives. It helps us advance in every aspect of our life and be mm-hmm. better. But nothing is a hundred percent either or. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we, we think about it as, as digital detox is I, I want us to to stop and ask ourselves some, some very serious questions, just like we would of anything else. Mm-hmm. We talk about the research, all the studies are in, that uh, it, there is an addiction. The, the, the effects that your brain has, the, the mm-hmm. dopamine that's released, right. the way your brain translates the, the, the juice that you get from social media is the same as gamblers get or people that are addicted to drugs. The, the, the need to, to see people like your post or, or engage, it is the same mm-hmm. physical and psychological effect to your brain as it is yeah. being addicted. I remember hearing something similar to that um, when your message notification mm-hmm. would would sound the sound of that message notification would actually create um, a, a sensation a in people. It was excitement. Somebody's reaching out mm-hmm. to them. Uh, the wondering what the message was about. So yeah, absolutely yeah. true. So so we think about those things. So we said okay. So if this is what's happening, and it and and we wanted to start focusing on the kids part mm-hmm. of it. Uh, why? Because young kids do not have the life experience to be able right. to make the better decisions. Number one, they are, uh, number two, they're at such an impressionable age, especially right. the little kids who, as you said, Generation Alpha is born in the digital world. They know, everything know is at their fingertips. Nothing yep. else. Mm-hmm. And so kids now, there are, again, other studies that say that mm-hmm. an estimated 27% of kids who spend three hours or more a day Mm-hmm. Uh, on screen time are already exhibiting symptoms of poor mental health specifically stunted social interaction skills it makes sense right you're, you're just you and your screen there's nobody else around Correct. a lot of times they're wearing um headphones, headphones and they're yeah they don't know how to deal with conflict mm-hmm. they are less patient which come on as all of us as kids were not patients 
they are not tolerant. They have a lot more emotional mood swings. They are not enjoying the sunshine. They're probably not eating properly. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, these this ability to go through all these human emotion and human behavior that we have by having friends and hating your friend one day and loving your best right. friend the next day, you're 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 allowed you're you're not experiencing that. And I know it is tough to be a parent, even though I'm not a parent. But again, we all have nieces and nephews, and we can mm -hmm, see the real mm -hmm. world. But if we don't stop and think about that, if we don't stop and say, if my kid is spending minimum three hours, which we know from our research and what we talked about in the mm -hmm. last podcast, uh, part one of this series, that on average, kids spend nine hours of screen time. Americans spend nine a hours a day. a day. Wow. That is not replacing human interaction. Mm -hmm. And we think it does because mm -hmm. you're Instagram, instant, what is it, instant messaging your friend or that does that is mm -hmm. not a replacement for human behavior so the cascading effect we haven't even really fully right. seen is is what is it doing to the relationships with these kids what is it doing it to to their health what is it doing for their ability to know how to mm -hmm. and want to socially interact and what tools are they building to cope with life right and it's in a very controlled environment right if if you put out a picture you're putting out the very best picture mm -hmm. if you're scrolling through your feed um, somebody may have had a bad day or lost a relative and they posted about it, you're just giving that less than a second's attention Correct. and you continue scrolling. So it does kind of rip you away from being maybe a little bit more empathetic or... Absolutely. Mm -hmm. At the center of, as we talked about before, at the center of what makes us human mm -hmm. and sentient, emotional, caring being mm -hmm. is our ability to care. And, yeah. and the greatest piece of, of, of how we care is showing empathy and compassion. And when you just type uh, thoughts and prayers with a little prayer hands, that's not allowing yourself to feel the loss or stand um, in, in connection of that loss with your friend. And as a kid, if you don't allow yourself to feel maybe not being popular that day mm -hmm. or someone not agreeing with you and you mask it by something else, how are you learning to deal with difficult yeah. things in your life? Yeah. Um, I was also reading that, which I thought this was really interesting. I always found it challenging okay. to, to look at uh, all this social media or all these this constant need for perfection, perfect makeup, perfect blending, perfect pictures, perfect outfits, and people constantly sharing. And I jokingly say, mm -hmm. I'm not even that interested in my own life, let alone <laughs> what you're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and right. a snack, and the perfect coffee. But again, because all of this is being examined as it should, that on a normal basis, people spend in a course of a day we spend 30 to 40 percent of the time talking about ourselves in the course of our day be it to our spouses or our friends or at work to ourselves mm -hmm. to ourselves mm -hmm. yeah I, I can probably score a little bit higher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that so about 30 40 percent of the day and in yeah. your brain registers more positive reaction and emotion when mm -hmm. we talk about ourselves mm -hmm. that's just how we're hardwired but people who are on social media yeah. more than three hours a day are clocking an 80% or higher percentage of the time that they're on social media, they are talking about themselves or promoting themselves. That makes sense, right? I mean, so mm -hmm. what happens, what do we used to, you know, if you, if you had to sit across lunch or dinner table mm -hmm. from someone, and I think we've known a few, who spent 80% of the time talking about themselves, mm -hmm. how often would you go to lunch with that right. person? Yeah. 
enough about me now. Let's talk about me, right? <laughs> enough about you. Let's talk about me. What do you think yeah. about me? What do you think about me? Mm-hmm. That's, um, I, I would that's not, not be healthy. interested, actually. No. And, and I will tell you, um, there are times, and I have caught myself, and I'm being you know, very honest here, where I'm kind of stuck in my head thinking mm-hmm. about things or worrying about things, and someone will, 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 will cross me at work or, or come up to my cubicle to talk to me and say, hey, how are you? And I kind of you know, answer the question, and then all of a sudden I just... just Dump? Well, no, not that I dump. I, I won't reciprocate by saying, well, how about you? So I, I made a conscious effort a long time ago because mm. I noticed that. I'm like, okay, stop, pause, see, and ask how the other person is doing. If you've come to me to see how I'm doing, and I, and I get a lot of it also probably comes from me being protective of myself mm-hmm. over the years and not mm-hmm. wanting to give out too much information. But yeah, it was it, 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 it made me feel bad about myself when I'm like, wait a second, this person cared enough to see how I was doing, but... It was like, I'm doing great, full stop, period, done. You know, it was, and now I'm consciously conscious about it. So how do people I, react? How did they react when you when you took a moment I, to ask about them? Um, I guess they would just walk, <laughs> they would walk away or something. I don't know. I, but I, when you asked them, just, how about you? What did, how did they react? Oh, they would, um, oh, very well. Oh, I'm doing good. Or, or um, something that happens every Friday at work. Um, people say, hey, you have any plans for the weekend? Yeah. Right. And part of me, uh, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, I've, I've forced myself to say, oh, I've got this going. And what about you? You know, because I think maybe in my mind I was stressing so much about how much information am I giving out? Mm-hmm. How much do they really need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, that I would forget to be human human, and say, and what about you? In, in my mind, I was thinking, well, if I'm being, you know, cautious or protective maybe they are too maybe they don't want to tell me they're going to a kid's party or a baby shower Mm -hmm. or or hanging out with their mother or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but i've learned if you if you come at it with with a with a good heart people do um wow this is turning into a therapy session well uh, we we like it we like it juan because it it's it's just this you took a moment to reflect about how i had to how you are looking at both of you now wondering are they going back in their memory files and oh, going, when were, hell yes. when did Juan not say, <laughs> hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, Cecile, how you doing? Uh, so, or, hey, Juan, who are you dating? <laughs> oh, it's all fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Let's grab lunch. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, and so see, this is, this is why it's, a, it, it is a much better mm-hmm. way to live. It doesn't necessarily yeah. make it easier. Yeah. And I didn't grow up in the messy. digital, you know, world. So yeah. it should be a lot easier for me to, to do it. So now imagine the kids in their room with their headphones on in the digital world, stuck mm-hmm. in the metaverse where they're not having these one-on-one conversations when somebody looks at you in, in your eyes and says, Hey, how are you? And, right. and, and yet we wonder, which we really, you know, the data is in why teenage suicide is yeah. and preteen suicide is on the rise. We all know that being mm-hmm. a teenager is a really difficult, confusing time. We're beginning to adult. We have all these hormones raging through us, especially girls are more susceptible to the influences of being liked, not being liked, mm-hmm. popularity, what you're supposed to look like, somebody developed before you, somebody did, mm-hmm. all of these things. So now can you imagine growing up so isolated because right. that's what digital does. It isolates you from other mm-hmm. human human engagement you chose to remove a little bit of your life that you had imposed isolation for 
reasons mm-hmm. that were valid to you and I respect that you wanted your privacy because of certain things in your life and we respect that we and as it your just became respect. a norm right it just became but, how I operated but right? then you realize I don't want to be that way right I want to connect with people right. you're feeling different right. things in your life you're in a very happy place you're feeling love or I don't want mm-hmm. to project but I see that as that because you know yeah. I always look look at the world through love um, so imagine being a teenager now right and disconnecting mm-hmm. and, and the pressure of it all. Um, and you know what we often hear, you mentioned teen suicide, is when they have these uh, memorials or gatherings or get-togethers, there's always going to be somebody in the group who said, you know, so-and-so, it looked kind of sad. I wish I had just yes. asked them how they were doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when these uh, these call centers that take phone calls from young kids do, they just need somebody to listen to them, talk them off the cliff, and... Yeah. In most cases, they'll they'll be okay. So, again, yeah. human connection. Human connection. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine out of ten American teenagers have smartphones. Right. Makes sense, yeah. 90% yeah. of kids in America have smartphones. So, their, their connection to that being their form of reality mm-hmm. is real. They have forgotten about the real world. Yeah. They are not engaged in the real world. And growing up that way to me is when I think about the future and why this is an important conversation for us to say, how do we start choosing to maybe detox or Mm -hmm. modify or at least have awareness? Mm -hmm. Step back. Mm -hmm. It is because we need to, as the world, we all say the world gets more complex. If you believe in global warming, we see that things are from nature are going to become more challenging. We see the world that we're in. We've got to we've got to shore up our ability to deal with chaos and conflict and disappointment and health issues. We've got to be able to find our communities and not digital communities, mm-hmm. communities in real life where people who can put your arm around you and say, hey, I'm sorry you're going through it. It's not just a little emoji, someone that right. we feel that tactile connection that says, um, I really care and I'm here and you being here with me matters. Mm-hmm. I, and it's hard. I, I I know that I tried this on Saturday. I tried to say, okay, I'm not going to look at my phone. Unfortunately, it didn't last because of... It's hard. It's, it, everybody goes through that, right? It's very difficult. Well, it didn't last because I had to look at my email uh, because mm-hmm. of business. We're in mm-hmm. the middle of some very important projects that my clients were emailing back and forth on, on Saturday. But what I did do, I said... I'm not going to look at Instagram. And mind you, I'm not a big user of, of Instagram. I'm I not going to look at Instagram. Were, yeah. yeah. No, really. But, yeah. but if, but even that, <laughs> you never thought I, I was that. Not hip. really. I didn't think so. <laughs> well, that's But true. you got to start small and you, and you are starting small. But even then, I stopped myself a couple of times from looking. Yeah. So for me, who I think, I don't really care about social media or mm-hmm. I can live without it. I, it was, it was already a natural Reaction well, look what I that. do, and I know the, the listeners at uh, at home or wherever you're you're listening to us can't see us, but you can see what I do with my phone. I put it face down mm-hmm. when I'm not paying attention because I just even the the, the notification, um, the mm-hmm. visuals of those messages popping up distracts my attention too. So I want to be fully present with with you. I do the same thing at work. I always put it face down, and then yeah, I'll give yeah. myself a moment to look later and. So we're primed. It works for me. That yeah. works for me. We're primed yeah. to look at that. So if we're primed to do that, mm-hmm. if we're if it's so easy and embedded in our day-to-day life to 
to manipulate or to guide our behavior. Mm -hmm. Can that be turned against us? Can that and we've be seen weaponized? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. look at what happened this weekend. Mm -hmm. In Buffalo. Mm -hmm. He was live streaming. He had reached out the 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 um the perpetrator of this horrific horrific mm -hmm. evil and tragedy um he had talked about it he felt he had a community online of right. people he was uh broadcasting he planned he did a reconnaissance trip this to him mm -hmm. was his life this yeah. was real he this was radicalized was yes. online um he apparently was indoctrinated by racist propaganda that, mm -hmm. that you were talking about that rabbit hole that he saw on extremist websites. And it was specifically during the COVID lockdown. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about mm -hmm. our mindset during COVID lockdown, being away from people. Apparently this is where this 18 year old, think about it, two years ago he was 16. 16. Very young, very impressionable. And it was during the COVID lockdown that he started discovering these, these websites. And as you said, he drove 200 miles mm -hmm. to to scope out this um, supermarket and was even there, I think, a couple of days before mm -hmm. to make sure. I mean, how, how does this happen? You know, where 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 are his siblings, his family? I mean, you can because, go deep on this. But, correct. But, mm -hmm. but if we disconnect, if we choose to live our life in isolation mm -hmm. and don't want to engage with people. Look, I you and I have taken trips. We've all taken trips from here to there in five miles that you're not sure you want to go. Think about all the discussions you have here with yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want to do this. Should I do this? Should I not do that? Right? Trips that you've taken to go visit your, your family yeah. in Florida. Have you ruminated on that? For this child, for this kid mm -hmm. to travel 200 miles, there, there would have been moments where he would have had maybe second thoughts. or, But if he was on his smartphone, if he was looking at at the things that he was looking at with the and algorithms, isolated, yeah, right? mm -hmm. with the algorithms primed to keep feeding him more of those things that he likes, mm -hmm. that he has an emotional reaction to, there was no chance in hell that the, the deck was stacked against him right. to have some moment, moment of, of clarity or some moment to where he could reflect mm -hmm. to say, I shouldn't do this because everything in the world, the, the artificial world of the digital world mm -hmm. was feeding him nothing but but evil right nothing but bad and it got it's it's, ser it's so serious this seal christopher ray fbi director mm -hmm. he came out yesterday um after the weekend obviously the the horrible uh, massacre that happened in buffalo 10 people killed three others injured he was saying right now the biggest domestic threat to this country is this racially motivated violent extremism and this is wow. what we're seeing here. And apparently this sort of talk has appeared um, in print, online, and even on some radio programs um, to a certain point, everywhere except in Hawaii for some reason. But they've done a study where in almost every state in the United States, there's been some sort of this chatter. Now add the, mm -hmm. the social media web aspect of it, and it doesn't matter where you are. There's plenty of information out there that um, these radical groups can... Well, that's, throw out. yeah, that's the thing about, mm -hmm. uh, that's the thing about the, the web. That's yeah. the thing about being online. That's the thing about digital. Look, look at China. 
whatever your political views on China are, mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is they try really, really, really hard to control what people can get online, but people still get through. Right. Same thing in Russia, state-sponsored TV, state-controlled this, state-controlled that. But people, if you can find a link. If and you can you find a VPN, yeah. which which helps you, you know, explore Connect. outside your area. Mm -hmm. um, we saw it in, in its first um, use was during the Arab Spring. Correct. Many years ago, it was through Twitter. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to continue to happen. So if you, if for no other reason mm -hmm. for us to say, I, I know that I would never look at that hate rhetoric i i i know who i am and i know what i believe in but i'm also smart enough to say to myself but i also know that there's all kinds of algorithms running on everything we touch on there's an app to to help you wake up there's an app to help you drink mm -hmm. more water there's an app to help you meditate which is ironic right where you're supposed to disconnect there's an app to help you sleep i know that be not behind all of this i might be looking for something and inadvertently type a series of words that is going to trigger Correct. certain things to be mm -hmm. sent to me and i need to be this is not about being paranoid this is about being in control of your life and realizing that we are now you know in a in a world and mm -hmm. the alpha generation for the parents out there are born into a world that before we used to worry about what we're eating, make sure it's not expired. You just we recently right. went to Egypt. You were very mindful that you didn't drink any water right. unless it was tap, uh, mm -hmm. unless it was bottled, bottled water. water. Mm -hmm. We have to have that same type of mm -hmm. vigilance as to what we allow to consume digitally. Right. Well, it's taken years now. When you search online on your phone, you can actually set uh, your phone to private or incognito setting, mm -hmm. which doesn't keep track of what you search for because. There's been times um, when I've searched for something, let's say, in the medical field, right? Mm -hmm. Dealing with um, the, the medical issue I talked about last time. Suddenly you get bombarded um, with more and more articles mm -hmm. on the same thing. And you get overwhelmed by it. And it's to the point where I don't want to see it anymore. And then it shows up on your YouTube page when you open up YouTube. Mm -hmm. your, your phones are constantly listening to it. It'll show up on your Facebook feed. So... It can be very passive. You could passively be mm -hmm. based, just taking all this information in. Mm -hmm. um, our listeners should know, yeah, you, you can set your phone, and I do it often, where I'll search in incognito mode, which basically doesn't keep track of what I search. So it's when I'm done, I'm done, you know? Yeah, and, and uh, when we were doing some of our research, I, I we came across, which I thought was really interesting, mm -hmm. some of the questions that you can ask yourself to see, to, to just take a, a mental check uh, uh, as to how how addicted you are how reliant you are dependent on um on social media and and how how much of a uh, almost uh mindlessly you're reacting to um to reaching for the phone uh-huh so um you know i'll just go through some of them because i thought they were really interesting one is do you spend a lot of time thinking about social media or planning how what your next post is going to look like or mm -hmm. what you want to see? Let me stop you there. And I, I know a lot of people do things based on that very thing you just said. That's like I, I always mention, you know, would you have would you have bought that five thousand dollar bag if you were not going to put it on Instagram <laughs> for all your friends to see if nobody knew you were going to mm. do this? If nobody knew you were spending the weekend in Laguna mm -hmm. at a spa mm -hmm. where you take a picture of your feet and the cliffs and the ocean, <laughs> if nobody were to know, would you do it? It's just you and yourself. 
And I think a lot of people would not. That's true. I think a lot of it has to do with the perception you put out there. So they do think about it. They're like, ooh, this is, even businesses now, they have little walls yeah. in cookie shops and ice cream Instagram shops moment. for an Instagram moment so that you can post about your visit to this yogurt shop and or think whatever. Up, and think about what that mm-hmm. says. You plan a vacation or an event mm-hmm. to get reaction from other people. Right. So when are you living for you? Right. When are you living for an experience with your your partner in life? Mm-hmm. And, and the answer is, and yet we constantly say, we don't want to be judged by others. Mm-hmm. But you're putting yourself out there yeah. for judgment of a very specific emotion. Another is, um, do you, this, this one I think is really important. Uh, do you use social media to forget about personal problems? And the research shows okay. that that is one of the really, really down negative downsides. Like of what? Using what? What does? What does that mean to forget about? So that your means problems? that if you feel lonely, uh-huh. if you feel depressed, you go on social media. You perhaps put a post of you having a wonderful life, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're dealing with your problems. I see. You're 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 using it to forget about your problems. And yes, you can say the same thing. Well, I go out with friends, or we go to dinner, or we do other things. But that is engaging in real life with real human interaction. Mm-hmm. And if people don't, if you don't want to engage with other people, okay. if you want to control your life by controlling what you're putting out, mm-hmm. and you're only putting out images of wonderful and happy and everything's great, okay, yeah. you're not living your life. You're not engaged in life. And do you believe it? I mean, if, if you're not feeling good about yourself and you put out a, a wonderful post, they believe it's, it while you're there in it, mm-hmm. and when they get out of it, and reality crashes around them, mm-hmm. they have a choice to deal with life, suicidal thoughts, right. negative thoughts, or go back to that dopamine charge, to that juice that says, don't think about it, everything's okay. Right. And it's so easy, right? It's just... Mm-hmm. Which is why the, the third series of this podcast right. is the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Because now we've created a pathway to say, you know what, if your life really stinks and you don't want to deal with it, you don't have to. You can create your perfect life between your ears and in your head mm-hmm. and plug in most of the time there and only plug in when you need to in real life. Right. So telling, priming people to choose to not be in real life. Right. And think about it, this generation alpha we've been talking about that are such early adopters to technology. Mm-hmm. The metaverse is still kind of in, in its infancy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook spent millions and millions of dollars to expand it put money into it companies are looking at ways to get into it Mm -hmm. how much i think it's over a billion over a billion dollars so the this alpha group they're going to be very easy to the early adopters right they're going to be jumping feet first into the metaverse because it makes sense Mm -hmm. and then the last one um that i'll um the last two that i'll mention is do you become restless or troubled or anxious Mm -hmm. if you're unable to use social media and then the last one that kind of dovetails to that is um, has using social media so much had a negative impact on on your your job or your studies or mm-hmm. your personal life and we know for kids it has kids teenagers are now sleeping on average one or two hours less they used to sleep eight to nine hours now they're sleeping on average five to six mm. because they're on social media right that is definitely a negative impact in their life in their development and their ability to focus in school and lastly we know also uh, that on a on a personal basis in relationships or in your mm-hmm. intimate relationships we know that people are 
connecting less, they're having less sex. Social media is as a and screen time period is a big part of that, as well as the way people now date and engage with each other. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, Cecile, I have a friend who is on the dating apps and she's very aware Mm -hmm. of this phenomenon that we're talking about here. And she will actually talk to a gentleman for a few minutes. And shortly Mm -hmm. after that, if she feels a decent enough connection, she'll demand a FaceTime conversation, just something quick. You're talking about how people get wrapped up in this Mm -hmm. universe, this text screen universe. So many people, she doesn't want to be one of those um, people who basically get lost in days and weeks and months of, of, of text conversation and not really have a one-on-one with somebody. Because how often, like blind dates, right? You you build up this rapport, this fantasy, this these endorphin rushes mm-hmm. online talking to somebody and then you meet in person. It's not the same person. Not because they were catfishing mm-hmm. you. It's just it's not the same as of course not. face-to-face. Of course not. Just it's that's why, you know, before social media, mm-hmm. uh and for some of us still, yep. books were such a wonderful thing. And we used to sometimes get mostly disappointed in, in the movies that were adapted from books because in the books, it was perfect because it was That's all in right. our head. We were having these conversations mm-hmm. and, and we were it creating world, it. Right? It was mm-hmm. our world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it doesn't stop at that. There's there's just uh, now a generation of kids, yeah. a generation, generation of young men. I think that the ages go from 18 to their mid to late 20s who are all now clinically diagnosed and seeking help and going to to uh to therapy to, the, to therapy mm-hmm. to these um these these centers because they have an inability to have a sexual relationship with another human being mm-hmm. because they grew up as early as eight nine ten eleven years of age uh watching porn uh online and that so is so easy to find too, yeah right? mm-hmm. it's even with parent controls you can always go to a friend's house and i you know i know i know you guys are smiling and yes i know that's part of a of a of of teenage life, uh, I get that. But what happens when that is all that they see, and they start right. seeing at an age where they don't have an ability to process that, and they can see it endlessly? They start formulating an idea of this is how, you know, this is how we, this is what human sexuality looks right. like. This is what relationships mm-hmm. look like. So they are now asexual because they don't know how mm-hmm. to have a sex sex a, a good healthy relationship with with the and a lot of that's trial else. and error right mm-hmm. you go on a date it doesn't work out you rejected, go on another one re- right. being rejected being a Be- rejector yeah being yeah. okay having your friends having yeah. your girlfriends tell you that you know all these things that they tell you and having empowerment through that the sense of loss the sense of it all of that is mm-hmm. part of what makes us human but look um it's important for us that we we recognize that that all of this is happening around us mm-hmm. and that we give our, our listeners some tips of how we can how we can take a moment to say check in with myself what am I doing how can I uh, evaluate whether or not I'm on the right side of this or or I'm going down that slippery slope so how do we figure this out and what do we do about it well the first thing is mm-hmm. actually why we come together for this right. podcast is to be mindful of the time that you mm-hmm. spend on social mm-hmm. media just stop and maybe keep a journal um be be mindful every time you think and you reach for your phone or mm-hmm. whatever device that you you access or even just the screen time that you're spending mm-hmm. um and and be thoughtful about it and setting a goal right correct something very helpful too 
tracking it and then saying, okay, I spent this many hours, mm-hmm. maybe that's too much. Or even, okay, I've spent this many hours with so this much time, I'm going to cut it by X. Well, something I enjoy doing, Cecile, is making lists. Mm-hmm. I feel very accomplished when I'm done with them. So mm-hmm. that may be something that uh, some of our listeners yeah. could, could do, right? Track what you're doing mm-hmm. and what else you could be doing. And that um, leads to another tip, which is take uh, take notice of how you feel mm-hmm. when you're on social media. When, take five, right? Take five, mm-hmm. yeah. Take take five and stop and, and, and check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. I know, look, we all know when uh, Sarah McLaughlin starts singing on, on TV, I run to change the channel because I start getting an emotion because I know there's going to be on the screen pictures of animals that have been bu- abused. And the arms of the angel the is, is the a angel, song right? where we see for, shelter dogs for the um, looking society. very sad. Yes. But I know what where that's going to lead me. So mm-hmm. I stop myself. Mm-hmm. For, I support them. So you're triggered in I'm a way. I'm triggered. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a great way to put it, Juan. If, stop and, and acknowledge if any of this triggers emotions that are not necessary mm-hmm. in your life, that mm-hmm. are actually not only not necessary, but that are harmful to you, that lead to negative self-talk, that lead mm-hmm. to feeling insecure or angry mm-hmm. or anxious, remove that from your life. Right. Um, next is choose to spend time in person with friends or family. Right. Reach out to a friend, right? Get in real life, mm-hmm. not not through texting, not through Zoom. Allow yourself to surround yourself in your community, in mm-hmm. nature, try a different restaurant, try going for a walk. All of those things are super healthy for your mind, for your body, and will will help you disconnect right. in a real way and leave your phone at home if you can. And then fourth is I call it find a new passion, but Engage in a hobby or, or do something Whatever different. It Whatever it is. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Challenge yourself to see uh, that maybe there's something that you've always wanted to try or maybe you used to think about things that you wanted to try but stop thinking about it because you're on your mm-hmm. phone and you're living do on your phone. Right. Do something. Challenge yourself. And the last piece, which I think is so important in every aspect of your life, whether it's th- because of social media or because screen time, and that is be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself with love and kindness and respect. Expect that of yourself, and then extend that to the rest of your community and to the people around you. Look, the studies are in. The facts are all there. We all know. We all mm-hmm. know it's not good for us. We right. all see it. We all feel it. We have to take charge of our life. We have to take responsibility mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to do less of this. I'm going to take an active role in, in choosing not to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. We have that power. It is an addiction. It affects us all at different levels. And we don't need to see it as an internet movement or a social media right. movement to stop being on social media. Right. Social media is not going to cure us right. of social media. You don't media. need to find the solution to your digital detox within... Social media. Social media. And right. it doesn't have to be a mm-hmm. team effort. Yes, things right. are done best, I think, when you have the love and support of your community. Mm-hmm. But why don't you just start focusing on you? Right. Why don't you just say, I'm going to choose to do this? Right. And, and everybody still needs a little bit of, of, of connection, right, to social media. Correct. Parents, um, I know my sister uses social media to find out what her kids are doing in school. Teachers reach out using that. So you need to pick and choose what you need yes. to do and, and find that, that nice balance, which, again, requires you to look inward 
to, to find that solution, right? That's right. It's n- Life is rarely, uh, rarely about an all or nothing mm-hmm. or that black and white. But to be able to find that balance as in everything in life, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to reflect on what makes you happy. Stop and think about how this makes you feel and choose the things that are going to help you in your life mm-hmm. on a long-term basis. Right. Life hopefully will be a long and interesting and sometimes challenging road, but it is an infinitely better road when you choose to spend it outside, surround yourself with mm-hmm. people that love you, and do interesting things that are not necessarily between your ears and right. in front of a screen. <laughs> and will we find any answers in the metaverse? Because, Cecile, that's where we're going next. That's where we're going next, and we have a lot to talk about there, and a lot of uh, a lot of really important questions to ask ourselves as we keep going down that highway, which none of us will be able to to avoid it. It is around us, and it is the future, certainly of a generation. Our hope is that we do it as everything we choose to do here at ends with the Z in our life is with mindfulness and with love and a sense of control of our own life. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share and tell your friends. You can find out more about us at endswithz.com. For Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a good one because above all else, you matter. Oh, 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 o